You are listening to the Torah Sparks Podcast, the podcast that finds and ignites sparks of spiritual light and meaning in anything and everything, bringing out lessons and values straight from the Holy Torah. I am your host, Ori Strum. Let's jump right in. So there I was, it was just a couple days ago, I was driving on this big street, it's called Northern Parkway um, here in Baltimore, and I was stopped by the red light and I noticed a plate trailing along the road, crossing the street, um, and it was it was a pretty windy day, it was spinning on its side, um, kind of like rolling, I thought it was fascinating, and as soon as it made it like halfway across the street, I'm like thinking, wow, this plate is good. Keep on rolling. You just be you. Keep going, you plate. You keep going, you talacha. Just keep rolling. I'm like starting to actually cheer it, cheer it on. Like go, go, go. And all of a sudden, the traffic on the other side of the street started going, and the and the plate got. Um, it's a little hard to say, but the plate got. Uh, the plate got hit. Um, that was the end. Of, that was the end of the plate. Um, I don't know, it was kind of inspiring to me, to be honest, because, like, I, I noticed this plate going, I was cheering it on, but it didn't it didn't make it to the end. And, you know, I had this vision, I had this dream, I had this goal of, hey, I'm rooting for this plate to go to the end, but it didn't get it to the end. So, was I a loser, was I a winner? I think the answer is, is depends on my attitude. If If my attitude was that, hey... If this plate doesn't make it to the end, if it doesn't reach its goal, then you know what? Then then I'm then I'm a loser for cheering it on because it didn't end up getting there. But if my goal was to just experience the journey and say, hey, this this plate is on a journey. It's just trying to get from point A to point B. Where it ends up, okay, it, it's it's trying to get across. It's trying its best. Uh, I think if I had that perspective, then I would be a winner. Because um, I'd be cheering on not for the sake of it achieving its goal of reaching the end, but for the sake of it reaching its goal of actually, um, you know, being on a journey. Uh, you know, and human beings, if you think about it, everybody, humans, we're, we're on our journey. We're, we're, we're just trying to roll along. We're trying to do our best. We're trying to be our best. And we're striving to, to, to be the best people we can possibly be. And we have to value people for that. Um, whenever we see people, we never know where along, you know, on that road of life they are. They're rolling along where, where they are exactly. We don't know. We're catching them in the middle. Um, maybe right now they have fallen. Maybe right now they're in a slump. Maybe right now they're they're not doing uh, everything exactly the way they should. But they're on a journey. They're on a mission. Everybody's on a journey. Um, you know, I wanted to talk today about about judging other people about being other people um, is specifically in the context of showing how there's a time to be happy and a time to be sad clearly indicated to us in the Torah and that is dependent on human relationships unity between brothers and I want to bring this idea out with the following and that is in this week's Parsha Parsha's Vayigash the Torah tells us an amazing thing. It says when, you know, Yosef, this is the Parsha where Yosef finally unleashes, un, unravels, he, he, he says, Ani Yosef. He tells his brothers, I am Yosef, your long lost brother, remember me? 
and the brothers are like start backing away. Oh my gosh, this person, this leader of the Egyptians, you are our brother. They start backing away. Oh my gosh, what's our brother going to do? We threw him in a pit. We did all this bad stuff. We 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 told the father that he was killed. What what's going to be? And they they were a little bit afraid. And Yosef says, "Brothers, brothers, 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 brothers." Bro. Speaking about bro, I once saw someone wearing a shirt and said, don't bro me if you don't know me. I thought it was very interesting. You know, a lot of people, a lot of times you go over to somebody, yo, bro, what's up, man? What's up? You're like, what are you doing? Like, what is your name even? I don't even know your first name, your last name, or your middle name. Um, you know, there's a famous story like that where somebody wanted to throw somebody out of the yeshiva, and then they asked the, the Rosh Shiva who wanted to throw him out, like, Okay, do you do you know the name? Like, do you know the name of the student? Or like, what do you mean the name of the student that went through? Of course, I know the name. His name is uh, David. That's not what I mean. I mean, like, do you know his name? Like, do you know his his mother's name? His mother's name? Who cares about his mother's name? Like, why is that? If he didn't know his mother's name, that means that the Roshiva never davened for this person. Because anytime you daven for someone, you say Plony Bas or, or Plony Ben Plony. You see, you, 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 right? You, you daven for you daven for the person. The, the fact that this person was just throwing the guy out and he didn't even know the guy's name, his mother's name, that means he didn't actually daven for him. You can't actually throw them out. You didn't give him a shot. Everyone's on a journey. If somebody's struggling, daven for them. Um, anyway, so back to back to Yosef and his brothers. Uh, they start backing away. And Yosef says, "No, please, don't, 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 don't back away." Um, you know, the brothers of Yosef start to cry. They start to cry. Of course, you can imagine it must be such an emotional time. Why would they be sad? Because they sent him. Okay, Yosef says, "No, no, no." And now, don't be sad. In chapter forty-five, verse five, Yosef tells his brother, "Viata al And now, do not be sad. When brothers unite, this is a time of unity. This is a time of shalom in a family. That is not a time to be sad. In fact, quite the opposite is true. That is a time to be happy and joyful. In fact, the gematria, the numerical value of viata al tayatsu, is one thousand and eighty. The same as ohev shalom verodev shalom, if you include the letters and the koilel. Imosios imakoilel. Viata al tayatsu ohev shalom verodev shalom. Now is not a time to be sad. This is a time of unity, a time of friendship, a time of teamwork, a time of togetherness. Brothers have finally united. No, 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 says Yosef. It's not a time to be sad. You know, speaking about brothers and love and sad and happy, there's a city There's a city in America. It's called the City of Brotherly Love. Now, I want to tell you something about this city. This city is Philadelphia. It's, ironically enough, the City of Brotherly Love, Philadelphia, is one of the cities that has almost the, like the second highest murder rate among the 10 largest U.S. states, um, at least from last year. Um, it's just kind of ironic how that city, Philadelphia, is called the city of brotherly love. But then again, I guess we have different barometers of what love is so, and what brothers are, and I guess even what cities are, for that matter. Um, but... The point over here is Viata Altiatsu, now don't be sad. This is a time of Shalom, this is a time of peace, a time of union amongst brothers. That's not a time to be sad. But I want you to notice something. Yo- notice what Yosef says. He says, Viata, and now do not be sad. The word Viata means now. When read together with the other words, it means, and now don't be sad. 
but a clear mashmos, an indication, a diuk would tell you, but at some time later on, it would be an appropriate time to be sad. Right now, viata, and now, no, no, no. Now, during a state of unity, that's not a time to be sad. But perhaps later on, there is a time to be sad. Perhaps Yosef was telling his brothers that specifically now, when there was unity and togetherness amongst the brothers, that's not a time to be sad. However, if there would ever be a time later on in history when the Jewish brothers are not living with unity, harmony, and shalom, then that would be a time to be atzav. That would be a time to be sad. And shockingly, a mere nine psukim later, we know nine is the number, nine or Tishabav, maybe there's a reference here for that as well, who knows. But shockingly, a nine psukim later in the Torah, in chapter 45, verse 14, the Torah says, Vayipol al tzavrei binyamin, achivayef. Yosef fell on the neck of his brother binyamin, and he cried. Why did he cry? Yes, it was very emotional. Rashi tells us, you know why he cried? Because the, du- the two Bate Mikdashos are going to be in the future in the Chilek, in the portion of land belonging to Binyamin. And this was an allusion to that time when there would be Chorban, when there would be destruction. And that was the cry between Yosef and Binyamin. Vayipol al Tsa'avre Binyamin. Al Tsa'avre Binyamin. What are the Roshi Tevos of Al Tsavre Binyamin? Al Ayin. Tsavre Tsadik. Binyamin Bays. What does that spell in order? Atsav. Sad. You see, perhaps the Torah is alluding to the following. Vi'ata al Te'atsu. And now, during a time of unity, during a time where brothers are loving, loving each other, and there's Oiv Shalom, Verodiv Shalom, and people are getting along, and it's the city and the environment and the society of brotherly love, then al Te'atsu. That's not a time to be sad. That's a time to be rejoiceful. That's a time to build, to conquer, to do. But there will be a time. There will be a time, that time as represented by Al-Tsa'avrei Binyamin on the neck of Binyamin because it was in his portion. It was specifically in his portion where the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed. That would be a time for sadness. As indicated perhaps with the Roshi Tevos of Al-Tsa'avrei Binyamin which spells exactly in order Ayn Tzadik Beis Atzav. Sadness. That is a time to be sad. When there's destruction, we know what the destruction came about from. It was called sinas chinam, baselit hatred. Um, and <clears throat> perhaps the Torah is alluding to this idea. When there's togetherness, that's not a time to be sad. But when there's disunity, when there's a lack of togetherness, then yes, that would be a time to be sad. Because that would be a zman, that would be a time of chorban. I want to leave off with a story. This is a story that I read um, on a website called Purpose, Focus, Commitment. And it was a very insightful story. Um, Once upon a time, there was a wise old man who lived his life on the road. Sometimes he would travel for days without meeting anyone. And other times, he would have company. But most of all, he loved visiting new places and meeting new people. In his lifetime, he had seen many things. He had met many people and found himself in different situations, all of which enriched him with many experiences and wisdom. One day, the old man came to a small village he had never been to before. Near the center of the village, he met a group of people. He introduced himself, 
I'm a simpler traveler, hey, looking for a hot meal and a safe place to sleep. The villagers humbly replied, we'd be glad to offer you a place to sleep, but unfortunately, we have very little food. Our crops were very poor this year, and there's not much to eat in the whole village. Most of us are just barely getting by with what we have for ourselves. I'm so sorry to hear that, the man replied. But you don't need to worry about giving me any food. All I need is just a place to stay. Um, you know, I have everything I need. In fact, I was thinking of making some stone soup to share with all of you. All I need is a large soup pot, some wood for the fire, and some water. Stone soup, they said. What in the world is stone soup? We've never heard of that. You can't cook stone and get soup. Is that magic? What's going on? The villagers were like amazed at the old man's request. What Stone soup? How are you going to make a stone soup? Oh, stone soup? The old man said it's wonderful. It's delicious. It's it's epic. It, it it's so good. It's the best soup I've ever I've ever had. Just just bring me a pot, some water, and I'll make some for all of us. So the villagers rushed back to their homes. They got they returned there. They brought a large soup pot. Another person brought wood. Another person brought water. And sure enough, the old man <clears throat> boiled this 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 big pot of water, and he took out from a silk pouch a little stone, and he dumped the stone in this big pot. And he was mixing and mixing, and all of a sudden he paused and he said, "Hey, uh, guys, I I love tasty stone soup, but a stone soup with 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 cabbage would would be." That would be something else. That would be much better. Um, so all of a sudden, one guy who heard, he's like, I-, I might be able to find cabbage. And he ran off, one of the villagers, and he ran off and came back with cabbage and added to the soup. And he's mixing and mixing, and the old man said, wow, uh, you know, stone soup with cabbage, it really, it really is good. But you know what? You know what I think it could use? I think it, I think it could use a little bit of salted beef. So... The butcher raised his hand like, I'll get you some. He ran back home and got some beef and brought it back and they added it to the soup pot. And it's now this cabbage stone salty beef soup. And old man's like tasting. He's like, wow, this is pretty good. Just like, I wish it just could have carrots. One guy, one of the villagers said, you know, I'm pretty sure I actually have some extra carrots. And he ran back and got some carrots. And this happened over and over again. Uh, The old man said, I think the soup would taste a little better with some onions. And, and how about some potatoes? And, and maybe a couple mushrooms? And sure enough, after each request, one of the villagers ran to their home and, and brought it back. And this happened over and over again until finally this was, it wasn't, this was a stone soup, but it got carrots, it got peas, it got beef, it got everything. People, you know, everyone actually, actually pulled pulled through and there was enough soup to go around for for all the villagers and it was the most amazing stone soup that you know the village has ever has ever tasted and and afterwards you know some of the wealthier people of the village they said hey can we buy your stone this was a magic stone i mean this created the the most epic the most epic soup ever i mean this 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 was a magic stone but the old man was unwilling. He, he refused to sell it. The next morning, he woke early and packed up his belongings. And as he was leaving the village, he passed by a group of children playing at the side of the road. He handed the youngest one the silk pouch containing the stone, and he whispered, It was not the stone that performed the magic. It was all of us together.
And it's such a beautiful idea. You know, these people, the whole time they thought it was the magic stone, but it was really, you know, it wasn't the magic stone that produced that delicious soup. It was the fact that everyone was willing to muster up the strength and and get the ingredients and work together to create that soup. And that's what we have to do. Um, you know, one of the biggest things when, sometimes when I hear people hating on other Jews, you know, self-hating Jews, it's like, you have to realize that enough people outside of the Jewish people hate us. There's, we can't, we don't, we can't spare, and we don't have enough resources to start hating within. Uh, we have to learn to to see people on their journey, respect people for for who they are and where they are, and embrace moments of 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 true connectivity. Um, you know, genuine relationships. Realize that, hey, when we work together, we can create a delicious soup. It's not like a magic potion of, of some stone. It's, it's just us working together, being on the same team. And when we do that, viata alteyatsu, it's a time um, not to be sad, but it's a time to, to be happy. And in Hashem, when we do that, working together, being there for each other, Hashem will uh, have, have no choice but to bring, bring down the third base of Mikdash and, and Mashiach Shabir. B'mehira v'yameinu, amen. Thank you so much for listening to another Torah Sparks episode. If you enjoyed it, please rate, please review, please share it. And Amir Tashem, we'll see you next week. Thanks.